Hello and welcome to the Swift Legacy Podcast, a show where we talk all things Taylor Swift with a focus on her early career. We are your hosts, Rachel, Amy and Molly, and today we're going to be talking all about what we predict to be on the Speak Now re-release vault tracks. Let's go. We should just leave that in. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should just do our intro music every time. Hi everybody and welcome back to the Swift Legacy Podcast. We are very excited today to talk about a fan favourite album and what we think or hope will be included on the vault in the re-release. When Taylor released Speak Now, she was getting a lot bigger and more prestigious as an artist. So her team maybe became more exclusive and the cut songs were less available, if that makes sense. So it wasn't like demo CDs just being handed out on Nashville streets. Um, So we do only have, I think, five songs that we know of that were Speak Now cuts. So let's start with the song that is in circulation from Speak Now era, and that is Battle or Let's Go. So we're not actually sure what it's titled. The fandom, when it leaked a couple of years back, titled it as Battle, but the Inner Circle have it listed as let's go so we're really not sure but we tend to refer to it as battle so for the for the purpose of this episode we're going to call it battle so Rachel what do you think about battle and whether it will be on the vault I think battle is so angsty and she knows that we love it originally when it was leaked it was circulated under the guise of a 1989 demo which I think for a lot of people was kind of laughable but to newer fans that might have been you know it was something that stuck and people were making mashups of it to to the bad blood music video but I think it's a really fantastic song it's got a lot of anger a lot of angst in it and it, it definitely does sound like something that was written by the same girl as Forever and Always and Mr Perfectly Fine personally I think it definitely could have fitted onto the Fearless Vault a little bit more than the Speak Now Vault and the And in the same vein that Mr. Perfectly Fine was actually written in 2009 after Fearless came out, it definitely, definitely could have been added to the Fearless Vault in place of something like Don't You or one of the earlier tracks that was written in 2005 rather than between 2006 and 2008. And maybe one of those tracks be reshuffled onto the debut vault. However, that just didn't make the final cut for Taylor's vision of what the album should have been. Therefore, Battle was left off. I think Battle, if you could compare it to something on Speak Now, it has the same energy as Better Than Revenge. See, that's interesting. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting because I would say that if it had sort of a sister song, as it were, on Speak Now, I would say that it has all the vibes of the story of us. I feel like, especially in terms of the storytelling, I feel like it's exactly the same story in terms of there are these two people and they used to be in love and now one of them has just turned on the other. And it's just like, I feel like they have exactly the same storyline, maybe some different metaphors, obviously, because it's a different song. But I feel like it very much gives me the story of us vibes. And I think it was maybe too similar to that. And that's maybe the reason that it was left off Speak Now in the first place. Molly, what do you think? I agree with that completely. I think it was possible that they were both written and then the story of us was favoured over battle. And that's why the story of us ended up on Speak Now, because they are very similar. And that's the one I compare it most to. I do see the similarities with Better Than Revenge. They're both very kind of angry teenage Taylor solo write songs, if that makes sense. (laughs) Definitely. I've never been a massive super fan of The Story of Us. I think it's a great song and I absolutely love like the next chapter and the end and all of that. But I just, I don't know, there's something about Battle that I think 
I feel like the metaphors in it are just incredible. And if it went head to head in a battle with the story of us, I'm I'm really not sure which one I'd pick. I mean, I don't get me wrong, I love the story of us, but it would not be like my top song off Speak Now. And I do just adore battles. So when weighing them up over which one should have made the cut, I'm really quite on the yeah, fence. I get that. I get that. I think a lot of the appeal of, because I almost agree with you, but I think a lot of the appeal of battle is that it was at the time that it leaked so new. And it's like, you always like what's newest. Whenever Taylor releases a new album, I'm like, this is my favourite. And then it takes me a couple of months to readjust and then work out where it fits in my actual rankings. So yeah, I do get that. I do think Battle is a great song, but I think a lot of the reason why we love it so much is because we hadn't heard it. Running with what Molly said about the newest thing you always hear being your favourite. I do remember that being a quote from when Taylor went on Loose Women in like 2009, a really long time ago. And it might be worth mentioning that the story of us is actually the last song that was written and recorded for Speak Now. It was a very, very late entry in July 2010, I want to say. So it's possible that there was something else on there or there wasn't something on there or that the story of us is effectively just the recycled version of Battle. So if we move on to the other possible songs, there is Drama Queen, which is a song title that we know exists, but we've never heard it. The Inner Circle have never heard it. It has been registered, I believe, Rachel posted on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, we don't really know anything about it. But I feel like as a title, it's, it's going to be Best Than Revenge 2.0. Rachel, what do you think about that? We know that it was written with Martin Johnson, who also co-wrote If This Was A Movie. And he he's the artist from Boys Like Girls, which Taylor um, featured in their song Two Is Better Than One. There are like dating rumours of those two from years and years and years back. And there's a very suggestive picture of them taken together if everybody yeah Amy knows the one I'm talking about I can see it on I her know face the right one. um so I don't know if that was a real thing or not but I think if it was then they definitely remained on on good terms good enough to continue writing songs together drama queen it is widely believed to be about Camilla Bell and the aftermath of Joe Jonas very rapidly changing girlfriends from Taylor Swift to Camilla Bell back in 2008 And that would then play into the line of she thinks I'm psycho because I like to rhyme her name with things. That would be so cool. I mean, I do. I definitely agree. It's probably about Camilla Bell. Um, But I think as well with her writing it with Martin from Boys Like Girls, like that has such emo crossover vibes potential. Like Mm -hmm. it could fully be not exactly the Fallout Boy collaboration that I've always wanted, but that sort of vein and that that would that would be I think that would fit on speak now really really well you do almost have that punk essence of it on better than revenge and the story of us but it's not strong enough to be categorized actually as a standalone punk it's just like a pop with elements of it but I think if drama queen were to take that vein it would be really something special on the vault for that album discussing Mm -hmm. that has made me like really desperately want to hear it now so I'm going to be mortified if it's not on it (laughs) Molly what do you think I think it's got to be Camilla Bell I think it it makes sense I mean we're we're going off a title here and nothing else a title and a time period is all we're going off so we can't say for certain but um yeah it would make a lot of sense uh, I think it's interesting that you were talking about um, the kind of genre that it would fit into. And I think Speak Now is the first album where she's really playing with different genres and you hear influences mm. of things other than country. You hear it a bit if you go further back into Fearless, but Speak Now is really where I wouldn't, 
I mean, controversial, but I wouldn't call it a country album in a lot of ways. I don't think it's very country at all. So it would be interesting to hear whether there were influences from other genres in that song in particular, and maybe it was too, it went too far, if that makes sense, so it didn't fit sonically. If we move on to maybe, I feel like this is one of the songs that has been most sought after for the longest amount of time. I feel like maybe it's recently been surpassed by Nashville because everyone's suddenly become obsessed with hearing Nashville and rightly so because I think that is going to be an insane song. But this is a song that we only have the title of and it's called Castles Crumbling. That's literally all the information we have and yet the entire unreleased community just are losing their minds desperately wanting this song so molly what's your take on that i love a dark taylor song and that title just gives me those vibes it's definitely one that i really want to hear i think a lot of these songs were possibly written in the very early days of transitioning to the new album or kind of early speak now a bit like mr perfectly fine that was obviously written in 2009 so it wasn't a fearless cut initially but ended Mm. up on the fearless vault so I think there's a lot of songs that are written in a time period that doesn't quite fit with either either album as she was kind of finding her newer sound. I think the title Castle's Crumbling 100% fits both Speak Now and Fearless just like what Molly said however I would like to address um I don't know how to word this however I would like to yeah I was going there next. <laughs> um, a very good friend of mine is a very, very good songwriter. And when she was 14 years old, I believe, she wrote an interpretation of the song and posted it onto the internet. Now, by complete accident, her version of a song called Castle's Crumbling is now widely circulated as a cover of the Taylor Swift one with the hook, Hey Prince Charming, your castle's crumbling, your crown is melting too. And it's an absolutely fantastic song. I do encourage everybody to listen to it, but I would like to point out that this is not the Taylor version, Castle's Crumbling. So we also have two other songs that are rumoured to be Speak Now Rejects. And the first one of those is called Boys and Love. When asked what inspired Speak Now by MTV in 2010, Taylor replied, what do you think, Boys and Love? So I am thinking that I mean we know how much she likes to leave easter eggs and I wonder whether back then that was maybe an easter egg in terms of a song that she thought might have been on the album but then later cut off what are your takes on that 100% I believe that Boys in Love was was a song written for Speak Now that's just way too coincidental to say what do you think this album's about Boys in Love I can't honestly picture in my head how this one would go but I just know that I'm more excited for that than bother me Boys in Love. I just feel like it's a sassy song. I mean, to be honest, I don't really like the title. I'm very sorry. And I can't say why, because there is no reason why. And a lot of the times, you know, when you look through a track list before you listen listen to an album, you're like, that's going to be my favourite song. And then it isn't. Mm. And I'm always disappointed when it's not my favourite song. Um, And another song is, so I really can't judge it based off the title. But from the title, I'm with Rachel and I think it would be quite a sassy kind of almost. um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, this is how I feel. I feel like it'd be bouncy, like you belong with me. Mm -hmm. But when I'm trying to like compare it to another song that she's got, it might be like bouncy, like me, like me cross between you belong with me, but kind of just have that sassy energy of Lizzo's um, and Truth Hurts. Mm -hmm. I just feel like it would have Lizzo, Truth Hurts energy kind of cross between you belong with me and then 2019 me and kind of like that bouncy, but more country pop vibe. That's just me following my gut. This could be a really sad piano song. We don't know. 
that's interesting. I mean, personally, I would maybe go more along the lines of Kelsey Ballerini, Miss Me More, like a sort of sassy country. Mm-hmm. I prefer myself to guys. Yeah. <laughs> sort of vibe. Um, but yeah, I think I think they're all very viable ideas, especially considering we are literally going off a title. We don't have the year it was written. We don't have co-writers. We don't have any information about this. The final rumoured Speak Now song is called Bother Me. And this is very much a rumour. I can't find any evidence that it was actually written for Speak Now. It was included in a swift fact with Castles Crumbling and Boys in Love. But we all know how unreliable those swift facts can be. Um, But it's still possible and it's widely considered a Speak Now reject. So what's your thoughts on what that will be, Molly? I think very similar to Boys in Love is you can take that title so many different ways. It doesn't bother me. It does bother me a lot. Like it, it could be it could be anything. And we know so little about it that it's just pure speculation at this point. I don't think it intrigues me as much as some of the others. I couldn't say why, because, I mean, you look at these three songs, Bother Me, Boys in Love and Castles Crumbling. We know nothing about all three of them. And yet all three of us are most drawn to Castles Crumbling for no real reason. That's really interesting, actually. And I feel like the fandom as a whole is drawn more to Castles Crumbling. The title is just kind of more magical and reminiscent of the Fearless era and maybe more where Taylor came from. I'm really not sure. It's very visually evoking. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a fair point. Another song that I did actually want to talk about today was If Kisses Were Wishes. Now, we know this song exists because it was something that somebody directly asked Taylor at one of the very early Speak Now shows. She was asked during Tea Party, what was the last song that you wrote? She replied something called If Kisses Were Wishes. Now, in the run-up to Red being released, If Kisses Were Wishes was really, really ramped up in the fandom. We all really wanted to hear it. It's such a beautiful poetic title almost kind of like perfect have I loved I was really kind of moving towards the country direction of a song titled if kisses were wishes then of course we are never ever getting back together was dropped and I think we kind of all knew at that point that if kisses were wishes was going to be released on red it wasn't going to be what we all thought it was and as it turns out it wasn't released on red red is kind of split into two halves you've got the Nashville songs and you've got the Max Martin Shellback songs so you've got two completely different halves to Red. And I, in my head, I like to think that if Kisses Were Wishes would have been on the Nashville side if it had been released. But then that also leads into the chance that if Kisses Were Wishes, as it was such an early right after Speak Now, could that one then be incorporated onto, onto the Speak Now vault instead of being released on the Red vault in the same way that Mr. Perfectly Fine was a very early right after Fearless. So therefore it was still included on Fearless. And um, we don't have anything confirmed about that song other than that it was written, but there is a rumoured lyric, which is absolutely beautiful with the hook being, if kisses were wishes, I'd wish on you, kiss the night sky and watch it turn blue. And I think that's just beautiful. Yeah, that would be really cool to have on Speak Now. And like you say, I don't think it's out of the question, especially considering with Fearless, Mr. Perfectly Fine was written after that was released. I think that would be a really cool one to have on that. And it's this idea of, the, the Speak Now era didn't stop when the album was released. She was probably still writing songs that would have fit that album just after it. So, and oh, we I love that. that. With, with Mr. Perfectly Fine. So I think it would fit very nicely on there. Yeah, it's really interesting to think when eras start and end in terms of the writing process because she could still be writing for Speak Now once it had come out. And when Speak Now came out, we didn't know if we were going to be getting a Speak Now Platinum Edition. I know that that was something that everybody was expecting in 2011, just as a follow-on from the Fearless Platinum Edition. 
And when that didn't come, I think we kind of all accepted that we weren't going to be getting these album re-releases for the foreseeable future. So So the fact that we're getting it now is something really special. If we follow the pattern of the Fearless re-release having six vault songs, then that would just fit on all the ones we've discussed. But unfortunately, we have absolutely no other song titles or songs in circulation, or we don't know any other songs that were Speak Now Rejects. I just feel like in the same vein that Sparks Fly was written in 2006 and was released on Speak Now, Nashville, which was written in 2006, (laughs) should also be released on Speak Now. And I'd just like to raise that point. Thank you. I would just like to raise the point that I think you have a problem, Rachel, with Nashville. Like, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, you you I'm just fine make, with it. You make everything about Nashville, and I respect <laughs> that. I do. Dedication Um, to that one Thank you So unfortunately That is all we have time for today But we will be back again next week With another episode Of the Swift Legacy Podcast 